Welcome to the One in the Shiba podcast with Sujia and Ed. We're just two Asian Americans talking shit about shit. <laughs> I think Susie's <laughs> a little angry. I'm not angry. I'm just annoyed. I'm annoyed today. I'll just be honest. Well, but before we get into that, how, yeah, how is your week? week? Is it because the girls are out of school? I mean, that adds an extra layer of like commotion to my life. Like I have to coordinate where they are because I just usually it's just school and then see them when they're done. But now it's like. I have to coordinate. It's logistics. Every every ninety percent of parenting is logistics. Where the fuck are the kids? Where am I taking them? Who are they with? Am I they going with? Am I getting with all these kids? Are they coming with me? Am I all of it? But I love being a parent. Yeah, yeah, I do. I actually wonder that all the time. I'm like, oh man, I could definitely see myself like maybe once or twice being the parent who like totally forgot to pick up their kid. Yes. Because of have, like ADHD. I you have know? yet to do that. I haven't done that, but I could easily see how that could happen. Yeah. Honestly, like, and I'm one of those people, I have a village. I have a husband that is very hands-on. There are so many like families that I'm associated with that my kids are friends, like so yeah. many people. I have so many people to rely I mean, on. My you have sister. family that literally yeah. lives like walking distance My sister from lives house. four houses away. Yeah, yeah. I have all of this and I still feel like I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like, I don't understand how anyone who doesn't have that kind of support system does it as a parent and they have all my respect because it's, fucking hard it's so hard and it doesn't make me like that's not what's making me annoyed at all but again you know having the kids home for the summer does you know and you want to entertain them and you want them to have fun and you want them to like learn things and explore things but at the same time it's like i'm so tired yeah but remember what they always say you only have like six more summers with them or whatever And like you say six, but that's before they leave the house. You have like three more years before they're like, I don't care, mom. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. I don't have three years. That's that's ship's already sailed. No, no, no. My older daughter is already like, anyway, I'm going to Vivi's house. See you later. (laughs) She's gone for the whole day, which is fine. You know, but they do like kid things. They ride their bikes and they, you know, play ding dong ditch, which is really funny. They try to do ding dong ditch, but everybody has ring cameras. (laughs) You should know not to do it at a ring camera. Totally busted, but they know they wear disguises. It's like so innocent, but they like put on like their dad's like beanies and like big sunglasses and they look up at like, they're so, you can totally tell who it is. And but it's all like the to their neighbors neighborhood. that you know, right? Of course, yeah, of yeah. course. It's like, you know, the little boys and girls in their classes, like it's always the boys. They go to the boys house and they do the ding dong ditch and they run away. But they're like, yeah, we saw you on the ring camera and I know that's your dad's beanie because he was wearing it two days ago <laughs> at school or whatever. It's, it's very cute. You know, that's but- really funny. That's fine. Anyway, how was your week? How are you doing? Actually, that reminds me of like when I was in college freshman year, mm-hmm. we used to live in the dorms and I used to just like late night used to just like prank call people's um, rooms from like the intercom downstairs. <laughs> in college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I was just like a drunk delinquent. Yeah. And I'd be like, what's fun? And then, <laughs> you know, I used to call people, I used to like call and then like if a guy picked up, I'd be like, are you the shithead that got caught with my daughter? She's pregnant now. And they'd be like, what? What? And I would just laugh and walk away. You are a delinquent. That's so so mean. (laughs) That was so funny. That's Uh, hilarious. um, Did you do anything fun this week? Um, Yeah. So earlier this week, I have a friend um, who's making this like independent slasher film. Fun. Yeah, 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 it's not like it's not like crazy overproduced or anything. Is it you like know? campy or is it like actual horror movie, or both? I think the concept is a little campy, mm-hmm. but I think it's like, I think it's like a somewhat serious with because like I feel like if you make a horror movie right, there has to be some camp. 
unless you're like mm. a serious psychological thriller, you know, like, <laughs> right. yeah. I understand. Was it? We all know how M. Night Shyamalan's movies happen, you know, they fall flat on their faces. Uh-huh. I was going to say, I don't know because I don't watch movies. Well, I did see that one where the, I see dead people one. What was that one? Yeah, that's what everyone saw, Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah. And then that's that the really movie good. why he keeps getting more movies, even <laughs> though none of the other movies do anything. Wait, did he do that other movie that I liked? Which one? Lady in the Water? No. The Happening. No. No way. That's the dumbest one. Uh, the one with <laughs> Mel Gibson. No, don't watch any movies with him anymore. Yeah, me neither. It was the one, the lady with Tony Collette. Which was, She's what? like in half of them. Oh, it was the most recent one that I just saw. Mother. No. No. I think she was just recently in one of his movies. We'll remember, but it's the one where like. The, Our producer will look it up and let us know in about T minus 30. It was the one where she's really scary. <laughs> <laughs> what did the or, what did the attacker look like? Was he a, was a person with eyes. It might have been a woman. I don't know. <laughs> it was the movie where I don't want to like. I guess I'm like giving. I'm doing a terrible job of even explaining it. Let alone no one even knows giving it away. It is. It's like a family, and the child, the daughter dies, but because they're in a car accident, the son like she accidentally gets killed in a car accident. She like hits a fucking power pole, and. Doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That sounds familiar. And there's something about Satan. <laughs> but you could also be ex- ex- like explaining Sixth Sense right now. Oh, maybe, well. maybe. No, and she like gets so mad and she's like, your sister is dead. And there's nothing you can do about it. She has this really like intense like monologue. Anyway, why are we talking about this? Oh, M. Night Show. <laughs> I did a video on it. My husband made me watch it. I thought it was about like a, I thought it was like a family drama. You sure it's not mother? I don't think it's called mother. Hereditary. Yes. Thank you. That was not an M. Night Shyamalan okay, okay, movie. Okay, okay, Hereditary. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I'm That's thinking, the one where the one kid's head's out the window. Yes, that's what and it I gets said. Like, okay, by yeah, the yeah. power pole. Yeah, yeah, that is what happened. You're right. So it's called Hereditary. So I'm thinking it's about family like, drama yeah, and like, like family generational politics. Generational trauma. Right, and like <laughs> the mom and son dynamic. I did not know what was happening. And then it got so fucking scary. And I was like, I hate you. I was so mad at my I husband. I can't believe your husband made you watch that knowing that you hate that. He didn't know either. Oh. He had no idea. I was like, I just heard this movie was really great. And I'm watching it, but obviously I had to watch the whole thing. I had to know what happened. You know what? I call bullshit on that because I've never heard anyone describe Hereditary as a great movie outside without also using the words, it was so fucked up. <laughs> I may, I don't know. He, he's, he's holding to the story that he didn't know how yeah. fucked up it was. Smart guy. But I was like, man, th- what the fuck is, ha- I, I, I can't watch scary movies at all. So when you said slasher movie and I was like, fun, that was fake. <laughs> Because I don't think that's fun because it scares the shit out yeah, of no, me. No, no, this, I guess this one is less that and it's more huh. slashery. So okay. like the premise, so the movie's called Pancake Man, you know, let's just do a little promo. Yeah. It's called Pan- Pancake Man. And um, it all stems from this guy who's just having a shit day and all he wanted was pancakes and the diner stop making the pancakes even though you know like mcdonald's you go yeah. in and they're like sorry we stopped serving breakfast at 10 30 and you're like it's 10 20 they're like yeah sorry yeah it's basically one of those and he just goes on this like murderous <laughs> rampage you know i listen I'm, which I know actually I'm po- describing it it sounds kind of campy yeah what i was gonna say yeah it's, yeah it's like that movie but oh, it's God, not I cheesy it. i don't mm-hmm. think yeah well i mean 
Weren't you there? I was there for some. <laughs> that's what I mean. From what I remember, I don't remember it being cheesy, but, but you also, never really know how it comes off. Are on you screen. editing it too, or are you just? Yeah, so filming? that's partially what I'm doing is I'm helping to edit part of it, mm-hmm. um, like some of the action kill sequences. Okay. So. Well, because in editing, you can take it in so many different directions. You know, what yeah. I mean, but you can take something that's very much camp and then take it to very, very slasher Actually, and back and forth. That happened yesterday. So he sent me some of the footage that we recorded. So what they're doing is they're recording. It's self-funded, essentially, like a lot of independent movies nowadays. There's this platform called Indiegogo, which yeah. is like GoFundMe or Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more focused on specifically movies and media. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people, they'll donate towards the movie and maybe sometimes like depending on how much you donate, maybe you'll get an executive producer credit. Oh, got it. Or like maybe you get an extra role, you know, whatever it is. So they're recording half of it now and we're going to edit some of it to try to use that footage to then get more donations so we can finish the movie. I bet if you um, let me get murdered in the movie, we'll donate to see that. (laughs) I have so many people that hate me would love love to see it. Hey, all my trolls, guess what? You could fund me getting murdered in a movie. Yeah. I may also have a part in it in the second half. Ooh, if we, maybe. We'll so see. Cool. We'll see. That'd be awesome. We'll see. Oh, that sounds, that sounds Yeah, but it was like really fun. And yesterday he sent me some of the footage and you know, he wants me to chop up some of it to make a trailer so that, you know, we can start chopping it around mm-hmm. to start getting, you know, raised funds. And I started going through all the ways I can edit it and then after like a couple minutes, I started being like, does it look cool in my head, but it's really just going to come off super campy. You know what I mean? But I don't know yet. There's something really cool about super campy. You know what I mean? I love campy, but it's also not my movie. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't want to like offend my friend. And he was like, this is supposed to be a serious film. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I know you wanted something really serious and thought provoking, but instead (laughs) here's what I did. (laughs) I've taken a little Ooh. creative liberty on these. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what is happening? Yeah. Whose movie is Creators this? Creators love that when other yeah. people come they in and just love hijack. The creative types. Well, I mean, creative types and the money people often have um, different ideas. I don't even want to say money people, but you know. No, but that's true. Yeah. And that's. And I'm speaking of this because I'm assuming none of those people are going to watch or hear this, but there was some drama mm-hmm. on set. Like, for instance, uh, my buddy who's making the film, he's director, he wrote it, he's producing it. His wife, um, who's an artist, she was volunteering craft services. So, mm-hmm. like, the person who, like, cooks, yeah. basically the caterer, right, yeah. on set. So you make sure that, like, no one's, you know, going starved, whatever, they're energized for the shoot. So she's like, I need to know who's going to be on set. Because, you know, if you've ever prepared food before, the amount of people who's going to be there is like. It's important to know. It's not even important. It's like, it's like one of the most important. Yeah. Yeah, Because like, you're like, it's either the difference between having enough food, having too much food waste or people starving and being hangry. Right, Right. 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 So like she, every day, you know, there's roll sheets, call sheets of people like who's going to be there, all the extras Mm -hmm. and all stuff like that. But then some of the producers started being like, oh, we need extra. So like, bring your wives, your children, your family. And then like on their Instagrams and, you know, Facebooks, they'd be like, we need extras today. So like all these people kept showing up. And the one day she like ordered a bunch of dominoes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been, okay. You don't know if I've ever eaten dominoes? (laughs) Who's never been to a party with pizza? (laughs) 
No one in America. <laughs> yeah. So like if you, so, you know, when you go to parties with pizza, yeah. you, you know, you have to make sure that like, no matter how hungry you are, there's going to be enough slices for everyone. Just like with any food, I so guess. You have to like, like guess like, okay, each person will have between two and three slices. Each pizza has eight to 12 slices. So I need to order X amount of pizzas to have. Right. Yeah. So she did all that. A little bit of math. And, um, throughout the course of like 40 minutes, I like ate two slices and then I went in to grab another one and she started yelling at me in front of everyone. She was like, she's like, yeah, kind of. I can't take, I would freak out. I, I would pick, go off. I hate that. She and I have a friendly banter where we bust each other's chops. Uh, so I think that's familiar. what it was for her. You yeah. know, not knowing that a lot of Asian people have so much food trauma. Tra- she's Asian too. <laughs> oh, so she should know. <laughs> she should know. But like getting I think, called out for eating too much is something that triggers me so bad. And I instantly am like, too. I am gonna cry now. And I feel so ashamed. But maybe she thought that, you know, because I'm a guy or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, you know. But either way she did it, and I was just like, hey, I, I didn't get too offended because I was like, you know, when you're in the spot like that, how you react is, yeah. is judged, yeah. you know, like, are, are you taking it too seriously yeah. or you're like, whatever. So I was just like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. So I was right. just like, Hey, I only had three. Right. I was like, and then I was like, there's like, you know, 20 of us. And she's like, da, da, da. And she's like, no, there's actually more. And like, she started telling me all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, sorry. I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to rat anyone else out, but I was like, I personally watched someone eat nine slices. That's, insane which is more than a whole pizza what does someone's i'm not what does their what are their bowels look like oh, jesus christ <laughs> that would literally maybe tear me not, in half maybe I'd they're not dead. lactose i would die i would die too <laughs> oh my god but nine um, yeah but then that's not the only part a couple minutes later she finds a plate full of crust no that's rage inducing that's so wasteful not not just anywhere but like on the pizza boxes. <gasps> what? So then she started That's... being like, whose is this? And she's like, who do, Who even does this? She's like, who doesn't even eat, eat all the crust and then let alone, then leaves the trash where the food is. Oh my God. You know what I mean? When Adding I think the trash can was like two feet away. That you is know? so disrespectful. And I, I went would up never. To her, yeah. And I went up to her and I was like, again, I don't <laughs> want to rat people out. I was like, but... The same person that I watched grab three slices each three times, totaling nine slices. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's the same person who did. Well, who else would have all those leftover crusts? Right. What How else dick. would you be able to eat nine slices yeah, because right. you didn't eat the, the part bread part that's the most filling? The and I get it. Fucker. I don't always love crust either, and I don't always eat them. But those pizzas, I paid for them. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Right, it's exactly. If it's your pizza, that's yeah. one thing. If it's somebody else buying the pizza for you, it's something totally different. No, if someone else buys the pizza, either eat most of the crust and throw out like the last one, maybe. Or don't but, take nine fucking slices. But like shadily, yeah. And I've never <laughs> eaten nine slices in front of other people. That's crazy. Um, if I found out one of my kids did that, I'd be so fucking furious. Like that is so poor, like, like such bad manners. This mortifying. this person was an extra. So they weren't even like, anyone big maybe in their head they were like hey i'm not getting paid for this i'm like i'm gonna get my money's worth money's worth money's worth in diarrhea (laughs) it's like i can't again maybe they don't have lactose intolerance you know but But even that much food of any kind is like gonna make you sick but i'm a huge proponent of patterns of behavior right? yeah always yeah, big, annoyingly big, big proponent of that <laughs> yeah i'm always annoyingly being like Which now i am too because yeah. of you because it's true. it's true it's true so we should have known this would have happened because as soon as it was time for him to be in the scene 
he immediately disappears and he comes and this is before the pizza incident. He comes back wearing a full Canadian tuxedo. So, you know, denim on denim, on denim, denim on denim, but bright teal. Teal, teal, teal. Yeah. So like imagine Wait, it. Teal denim. Mm-hmm. Full deck. Full deck. So imagine you're an extra. You're just supposed to be one of the background you're people. Supposed to blend you're in. supposed to blend in. But this person's mentality was. I'm a, I'm going to get mine or I'm yeah, going to get my time yeah, on screen yeah. or whatever. I'm going to stand out, you know? So it's that same mentality of person who's like, I'm going to take my nine slices right. of pizza F everyone I'm else. I'm owed this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a lack of so, professionalism. I feel like. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. And I've also had another experience with unprofessional people this week, which is why I was in a bad mood to begin with. And I'm not going to call anybody out and I'm not going to be too specific about it, but to talk about it, Ed and I, you know, as you do with a podcast, you, we find sponsors and we have them, you know, sponsor the show and we talk about them and we do. So we set up a whole fucking thing. And like we did, you predominantly did so much work for it. Prepared all of these things. And a producer, Ron, he did a lot. Yeah, yeah. Ron too. Shout out to Ron. Um, and we prepared like an entire presentation on like tiers and levels of sponsorship. And like they had different packages, like. And then. And it went on for like two and a half months. months. Fucking months we're talking about this. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a business person. Like, what the fuck is going on? So then we propose this and they say, yes, we even book the date. We book the date. And then, we, th- then we're like, okay, but we haven't talked about money yet. Like, so we should, we're, we want to do that. We weren't skirting the issue. It's just that like, it didn't organically come up. We're like, you know, let's just, let's just do this now before anything gets too far. So we submit them. Okay, great. Slash. When someone picks the top tier without hesitating, right? There is a small assumption that you're like, oh, I guess they're not that concerned about budget. Maybe right. obviously not saying that to be like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna just charge them crazy, man. But you're just kind of a, under the assumption that they're like, well, especially when you present the tiers and they say, oh, well, can you just break down what the prices are for each? Like they didn't even ask. So we're like, oh, maybe they have crazy deep pockets or whatever. But this was after we proposed like the price. We went through and calculated all of the things how much everything we think is you know, worth. And we gave them, I think, a very reasonable amount. They fucking come back and say, oh, sorry, we don't have a budget. We don't have any money. We don't have any budget. Would you consider doing it for free? <laughs> eh? What? Wh- I'm sorry. Not that we don't highlight businesses for, for free because 99% of our highlighting is free. Yeah, most of it. But not... During a business negotiation for a sponsorship. Well, so then I have to wonder, what did this person think? Oh, we're offering you these three tiers. You can either get very, very little for free, or you can get fucking everything for free. Like, what the fuck was that? And I'm sorry. Like, I have been in business a long time. You don't go through negotiations and present packages and present different tiers and levels of sponsorship. The word sponsor is like you are providing something for something. That's what that is. Like, yeah. what do you think we're doing it for? Like, for fun? Yeah, well, I think it was just more so that, like, her response was very... Terse. Yes, and crass. Oh, we don't have any money, though. But, like, what if you did it for free instead? Bitch, what? Yeah. Bitch, what? You want us to do... It, the, the, she picked the top tier, which had so much shit on it. There was so much stuff we were going to give her for that price. And she's like, oh, but instead of doing all that for money, can you do it for nothing? Fuck you. And if you're listening, you know what? 
You were very unprofessional. Do better. Yeah. Do fucking better. Don't don't reach out to people with for business if you don't intend to do business. Like we're not volunteers. <laughs> we're not a charity. Like yeah, but then to be honest with you, looking back in hindsight, all of the because like most of the conversation we had was with her marketing manager. The couple times that she stepped in to take part in the conversation, she was always very short. Mm-hmm. And now looking back on it, it's very obvious from the beginning that she's one of those people who holds himself into such high regard because of their position. And they use that as an excuse to be short with people and right. like kind of be a little condescending. And I think that's her pattern of behavior. Right. right. Also be though, ma'am, if you're going to have a marketing manager, then between you and the marketing manager, you should have figured out that this was going to be a compensated sponsorship. Why do you, what is your marketing manager doing? Like, that's their job. Yeah. Find ways to market our business. These things are an investment. Investments cost money, bitch. Yeah, it was Sorry, just like, it was just very weird. But because like, I think the part that Susie's not explaining is that we spent, even Susie and I, a lot of time coming up with like content ideas. Absolutely. And like we coming up with so much time. sponsorship and partnership ideas and how we could be able to sell some of their products. Scouring and their website, going item by item saying we could talk about this one. Ooh, this looks like a great one. We could do this one for Father's Day. What if we, you know, we came up with so many ideas and they wanted it for nothing. Like that makes me so aggravated, like doing what we do. And I know that people think like content creators, like it's like not a job. It is a job. Yeah, it's a lot It of is work. a lot of work. Like making one video that's worth a shit takes hours. I mean, even just hours. to get sponsorship alone, it's you're basically, you have a sales job. Yeah. Where you just have to market pick yourself up and call and reach out to people all the time. And it's just like any sales position. You get your door shut in your face all right. the time. And you, which means that you have to do it constantly. Right. You know, and so all this shit in here, you can only see. Th- there's so much shit over there. Lights and cameras and microphones. and sh- This isn't for free. Yeah. This isn't free. And I think more so than that, I think it was just like mostly what makes us perturbed was just like her unprofessionalism. The dismissiveness of yeah, it the was dismissive, so That's what it is. Infuriating. That's what I mean. It's her pattern of behavior. She has this like superiority complex because she's like a CEO of a company. Bitch, we're, I'm a fucking CEO too. Um, I just LLC to business. I'm actually one as well. <laughs> yeah. So what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like multiple. So it's I just have like- so many. Yeah. I'm so an it's... officer in three different companies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> crazy. Treat it, people like people. You know, and you know, the, the concept of professionalism, like I think is so expansive because I think there's so many different ways to be professional. But I don't think professionalism, and again, you know, corporate settings, retail settings, you know, school settings, all those, those things. There are definitely different ways of being professional, but I think the number one thing, if you want to be considered professional is communication and style of communication. And I'm not saying that you have to talk to people in a certain way, because I know that those concepts and ideas are usually steeped in like whiteness, right? Like how people conduct themselves in business and especially corporate situations and be considered professional. It's all kind of associated with ideals of whiteness and how, you know, those things. It's very Eurocentric for sure. But what I'm saying is like, at the very least, the people that you are working with and talking to, you should have an open channel of communication. And if there's a miscommunication or there's a misstep or there's something that is on like the pretense or like concept is outside of what you thought it was, you have to communicate that. You can't just be like, oh, well, I didn't know. So like, I don't want it anymore. It's like, 
we told you, we've communicated this. We were very thorough, so thorough. Like you guys didn't skip a fucking thing. Every T was crossed. Every yeah. I was dotted. And then for this to be like, well, I didn't know that that was, that it was a money thing. Yeah. I just like feel bad for employees because there's no way the culture at that company is great. I don't know. Not but when I go in, I'm going to find out. <laughs> Susie wants to call her or go see her. We'll I'm, see. Gonna, I'm just going to walk right in. <laughs> Hi. I was so confused. I had to come in in person because this was really fucking crazy. And if this ever happens again, I want to make sure that it's not on account of us because I, I wasn't. It wasn't, but I think she needs to know, like, if you are going to work with content creators to create content, they're not going to do it for nothing. They shouldn't have to do it for nothing. No. Do you not pay your marketing manager? Right. Exactly. Do you not pay the people in the building that are actually making the products that you sell? I know you are. Maybe do not. You not. Do you pay yourself? I bet you fucking do. I understand that there are different styles of communication Always. that are cultural. You know, like there are definitely like... For instance, like my dad, <laughs> very old school Korean guy. We worked in our family. We were, we work in our family business to this day, but there were so many times where I was like, Hey dad, I don't think you should answer the phone anymore. And he's like, why? I'm like, cause you're so mean to the customers. He's like, I'm not mean. I'm so nice. I'm like, no, you pick up the phone. You say, hello, my family business. And they'll say something. You'll say, yeah, what do you want? But you can't say that. You can't say, what do you want? He's like, but that's what I want to know. Like, I yeah. know that. I know that's what you want to know, but you can't ask it that way. Hey, what can I do for you today? Right. Like, How can I help you? Yeah. How can I make you have a wonderful day? <laughs> or like whatever yeah. it is. Now, why are you calling? <laughs> but then, but now that I look back, I'm like, you know, this concept again of professionalism, who, whose ideals of professionalism to him, he's getting straight to the point to him. He's like, well, yeah, you called me. You need something from me. I want to know what it is. Cut to the fucking chase. What do you want? You yeah. know? And to him, it's not this like sense of like, I have to like sugarcoat it and make it all like sparkly or yeah. whatever. He's just like, I don't understand why that. I'm like, because we don't. But this not one is not here. a cultural thing. No. Technically, not with your dad, because I've been to Korea and they literally put, they still wear white gloves and give you white glove service. So like, yeah. it's not a cultural thing. <laughs> it's just like dad. a personality Maybe. thing. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, again, though, it's the ideal, but yeah, but I've walked into many Asian, particularly Korean businesses. Like the women are not necessarily friendly. Like at the Korean grocery store, like when you check out, they're just like, you know, I want a bag. I'm like, if you have one. <laughs> They're nicer to you if you speak to me. <laughs> I guess. But but that's the thing though, is the expectation should be one shouldn't be one or the other. You don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah. What do they know about me? They don't know the first thing about me. Just because I look Korean, they don't know if I speak Korean or not. Yeah, I think that sometimes and, too, but sometimes when they do speak Korean to me, I'm like, oh, even through the even through the tattoos, you still see me as a Korean. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but to me, I'm like, well, so if I don't speak to you in Korean, then I'm not Korean enough for you. But if I do speak Korean and I speak Korean with an American accent, you're just going to make fun of me anyway. So I can't fucking win. So I'm just going to speak they, English. I don't think they do that anymore. Are you joking? Really? I don't know. Maybe I'm so traumatized that I, I don't want to find out. But I usually talk to like the checkout guy. He's usually like a Mexican dude. I'm like, hey, thanks for the bags. <laughs> you go to the Galleria, don't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're great, though. They are great. Um, some of them, some of the ajumas there are nice. But some of them, yes, they're a little. Maybe that's just different because I could be like their son or something. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe their bitchy sister. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's just like a slight difference because they like see this, like 
Know, is it appropriate to call myself a young man anymore? I don't know. They see this young bachelor. <laughs> like I'm not wearing a ring on my finger. And I always have like all these Korean ingredients where it's like, you know, Same. if you're Korean, it's very obvious what you're making. You're like, oh, you're yeah. making kimchi jjigae. You're of making course. like tenjang jjigae. Yeah. You're making kimchi. There's like 17 right. pit cabbages here, you know? <laughs> and maybe they're like, oh, you know, maybe they like slightly treat me with like a little bit of. Listen, I don't go in there and buy lean cuisines, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not doing no, that. No, but I mean like because I'm a guy. Maybe. maybe they just treat me with like a little bit more yeah. like. Patriarchy, misogyny. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. All that. Yeah, yeah, there is a little bit of that. Cool. Still not cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not for sure. But I'm like just understanding this is what I'm trying. I to... guess I don't know, but you know, I I walk into a lot of like ethnic markets and like ethnic grocery stores, and there are just cultural differences for sure. I walked into this um Ukrainian store a few like maybe like a year ago, and the women there were not nice to me at all. But I didn't expect it. Like not I don't know really anything about Ukrainian culture, so I was like, well, maybe that's just how they are. The man was incredibly nice to me. Turned out incredibly flirtatious, which was fine. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to be mad at them. Maybe that's why they weren't nice to you because they knew that one of their husbands was going to be flirtatious. But that's not my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just went in there to see to check things out cuz I'd never been in a Ukrainian market before, and I found some really cool stuff. We should stop by. Anyway, but you know, I always know that there's different different ways of people to conduct themselves yes. in situations like that. I don't expect, I never expect anyone to treat me the way that, you know, I don't know, culture deems appropriate for, as far as professionalism goes, but I've also never worked a corporate job. Um, I've always worked for myself or my family. Yeah. So I don't really even understand, like I've been in places that are obviously have corporate people in them, but I've never worked in them. So. Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about some of that. Maybe I need to unlearn some Eurocentric standards. Maybe. But I do expect some level of friendliness. Because I feel like that's a universal customer service. You should be somewhat friendly. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I think. I'm not sure. But, but even ways of being friendly is different, right? Like, like think of your friends. No, I agree. I, my friends are all I'm not very saying different. like you have to be like this like bubbly, like, oh my God, thank you for coming in. But like, like that would turn me off so fast. Yeah, I'd be like, like, I'm fucking leaving. Some <laughs> level of friendliness, not right. like, uh, what do you want? You right. know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Right. And that's coming from someone who recently has been very bad with customer service. Like providing it? Yeah. So like when I used to work sales jobs, I think I was good at it because I, 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 it was more on all the time. Mm -hmm. Like it was just like a second part of me. Like it was just something that I accepted, even though I hate it. I hate being friendly on purpose, like forcing myself to be friendly if I'm not feeling friendly because right, it okay. just comes off fake to me. And like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a generational thing. But when I was younger, being called a poser and fake was like next to being called a rat was mm -hmm. like the worst thing that could, you yeah. could have tied to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I've always had this like insecurity of not being fake, just being genuine, be myself. But of course that also means that in a corporate setting, you know, you also have to learn to just like, hi, like here's my last email. You know? Yeah. Or like, uh, and even in the sales job that I did, it was in a recruiting job. So like you're, you have this like customer service voice. Hey, thanks for calling like so-and-so right. I'm Ed, like da, 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 da. So like, I think after that, I just got so sick and tired of being fake. Mm -hmm. So like when, when I used to have the art gallery that we recently closed, like, Ooh, it's been like five months at this point. Wow. I used to not work the counter unless I had to, because I just like, 
after all those years of it and then not doing it for like a little bit, a little bit, the more time went by, it was harder for me to like find that happy, like friendly. Oh my God. Like, hi, thanks for coming in. Like, I think that was a good strategy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> you the front desk. Yeah. Especially because like, I just get so annoyed. Yeah. So quickly. I know. I know. I, I know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, our producer, Ron, who's my business partner, you know, he always used to watch the front because he was like. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes even when I tried to be nice, he'd be like, oh, man, you were just giving them the dirtiest look. I was like, no, I wasn't. He was like, yes, you were. And uh -huh. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know, I think I'm I'm more of a tough love kind of person. Like and I think that my clients have grown to appreciate it. Like I've kind of developed a reputation in my industry for being that like the big sister who's not going to sugarcoat things and tell you how it is, but only do it from a genuine place of like love and like what I really think is best for you. And I've kind of cultivated this thing. So there used to be reputation. a restaurant. I would say, I mean, I'm in, you know, I've been in the industry a long fucking time. I can't tell you what it is, but just trust me. Um, <laughs> there was a restaurant called Ed DeBevick's. In LA. in LA and it was one of those restaurants. I'm sure they're all over the country where they have this concept where the way I think it was at the Oh, like Dick's last resort. Uh, maybe I think on the East coast, I was but go say, on. That sounds like, like a, like a bunny ranch sex workers type place. Is that what that is? No, no. Okay. I'll explain it to you in a second <laughs> okay. though. Where it's like the, the waitresses and the wait staff is like, they're really rude to you. They're like, all right, what the fuck do you want to eat? Like, don't fucking ask me for a straw. I gave you, you know, like that kind of, and I'm not quite like that. But I'm like the person that's like, okay, I'm only giving you this information because you asked me my opinion. And I'm only doing this in from a place of genuine love and care. This is a bad choice. Yeah. You're making a bad choice. Yeah. And we've already seen better choices. Tough love, they say. Kind of, yeah. And by like obviously but don't honest. hurt their feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll say, like, you know, I believe we've done better. I believe we can continue to do better. I think we should keep going. I think this is, you know, not the right one. Like, so I think honesty is of great value, especially in like retail and service, you know, industries. Um, but, you know, I always think that there's a difference between like honest and brutally honest. Brutally honest people, I think, are just looking for a reason to be fucking mean. I don't, I don't like brutally honest people. Sometimes. They're so just like looking for a means to brutality, I think. So like, okay, before we get into that, Dick's Last Resort is this like not restaurant chain. It's not a bunny ranch. <laughs> it sounds a, like one. <laughs> it does. But the concept is, is that everyone there is a dick. Ah, They're a dick. Okay. And in fact, their shtick, <laughs> I don't mean to rhyme. <laughs> their dick shtick. Oh, that sounds dirty. <laughs> Free flowing minds. This is what happens. Stream of consciousness. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what I meant. But, um. The one thing they do, their shtick, is that they take those like tablecloths, but the paper ones, because mm -hmm. they put them down because it's like a crab restaurant. Oh, okay. So they roll it up. They make it look like this ginormous condom and they put it on your head and they write really ridiculous things on there. Like, I think the one time I went, they like put one on me that said like, help, I can't get it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like so. Dicks is a theme. Yeah, okay. it's a theme. So, but it like it doesn't really look like a condom because it's like this white paper. Yeah, so yeah, really, yeah. you just really look like you're wearing this. Like Chef? you're dressed up as like a joint. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. You look like you're dressed up as a joint with words on it. But it's this funny experience, you know. Right. I only went once because like 
why would I pay money to be treated yeah. like trash? It's only funny one time. Right, right, right. Yeah. Otherwise, you just have some kind of weird kink, which that's is fine. Yeah, which is fine, too. Your thing. But not me, you yeah, know? Right, right, I don't right. like to be verbally shamed. I get enough <laughs> of that from my childhood. Thank you. <laughs> I do enough of it in my own mind to myself. Thanks. Yeah. For instance, like when I was younger, I was one of those brutally honest people. Mm. You know, and like, for instance, like the best example I can think of and just a warning, I'm not like this anymore. But like, for instance, Flashing. like with my, with my ex-girlfriends, I used to be like brutally honest. So like, you know, like when you're getting ready and they come oh, out with an do outfit. I look fat? Yeah. Do I look fat? And I used to be like, you don't look great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because, and they stayed your girlfriends? Yeah. Well, I think that was also the biggest problem with me was like in my young age, I knew how to get girls, but then I didn't realize at my young age that like, once you get them, you have to, you have to stop being a dick. Or you shouldn't have been able to get them from being a dick. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's a very toxic environment for yeah, sure. Right, which just and the then type tells of people, you kind of like who you would have attracted being a dick, yes. and then maintaining a relationship in that must have been. But nuts. I was like a charming dick. You know what I mean? I was like, like I am now a little bit. I'm like dick in a funny way. <laughs> nice. Dick. I don't love this conversation. There's a lot of dick. We've said dick so many <laughs> so, times. So many times. Yeah, I'm like desensitized now to the yeah. Wait, But like, for instance, like when my one ex-girlfriend, we went to a wedding and that one time I decided to not be brutally honest. I was just like, you look great, whatever. We come back and looking through all the photos, she's just yelling at me the whole time. She's like, why didn't you look? Tell me I look like I'm pregnant. So that's when I said to her, I was like, this is why I'm normally brutally honest with you. Because it's either you you're insecure for five minutes before we leave. Or you're insecure the whole night once you realize you don't maybe look that great. Well, okay. So I've worked in an industry where these questions come up a lot. And you can be honest without hurting somebody's yeah. feelings. I know that now. I know that and now. It, but it is kind of an art, too. But I don't think I ever hurt their feelings. I was never like, you look fat. I used right. to just be like, ooh, that does not look great. That's still painful. <laughs> that still hurts people's feelings. They don't like Once that. Once again, I understand that now. Yes. But I wasn't as like crass as like, ooh, you look fat. I'm trying no. to like imagine what I would feel like if my husband ever said anything like that to me. Like if he said, you don't look great, I'd be like, get out of my house. <laughs> you don't live here anymore. So now I know better. I'd be like, oh, why don't you try on that other Oh, you know, this I dress. like this, but you know what color? I really love yeah, that yeah, yeah. blue on that other dress that you have. Exactly. Do you, do you still have that? There's a fine line between navigating and helping people. And there's a difference between being like, oh, do you well do you think you that, that in out? saying those things to them you were projecting some bit of like animosity towards them or oh no we, i don't think it was animosity i think it was just like insecurity for me because i was always self-conscious mm -hmm. so i was trying to negate that for them it came from a good place it's just the execution of it was what horrible. do you mean by that like do you mean like you'd feel in, you were insecure when they not looked, what they look like uh -huh. i grew up with so much insecurity on like being judged on what I wore, what my look was like looking fat. Mm. So I, I think I just was so hyper aware. I was trying to save them right. from any internalized humiliation they might feel. I don't know if that's the best way to put it. No, but I get it. You know what I mean? I was trying to spare them whatever like trauma I went through. Right. It's just like, but there wasn't self enough self-awareness in my early twenties to be like, Oh, but you're causing different trauma. You know what? Now that you're saying this, as you're saying this out loud, I remember 
I would only get. Oh, great. I'm about to be compared to a shit boyfriend. No, 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 not <laughs> okay. at all. Go, God. Compared to my shit ex husband. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just There's kidding. no compare. I'm not talking about you. This is separate. So This isn't about you, Ed. I remember my ex husband, whenever he his hair would get too long, it would make me like angry when he like wouldn't get a haircut because he would look really messy. <laughs> but. I had to explore, like, why does that make me so irritated? It would it irritate me so much. I'd be like, go get your fucking haircut. You look like an idiot. You look terrible. He'd be like, relax. I have an appointment tomorrow, but I'd be like, go now. I can't even look at you like this. <laughs> I wonder why we're divorced. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I, I called it off, just so you know. Anyway, I realized that, like, I was insecure, and, like, I always felt like I had to look perfect, and my hair and makeup always had to be perfect, and I always had to look a certain way, and when he wasn't matching that I felt like it was a bad, it was a bad look for both of us. You know mm. what I mean? Like, Oh my God, I can't believe she'd be with yeah. somebody who looks like, you know what I mean? So I projected a lot of that insecurity on him. Thanks for making me realize that. Yeah. I think wow. mine was similar, <laughs> but different. Yeah. It wasn't like, I didn't right. want her to be look. I just was like, Oh man, I know what that feels like. Also like mm. I would rather go out and people be like, why is she with him versus him being like, what's with his girlfriend? Yeah. But, if they went out that way, so you didn't want them to feel bad about how they looked, so you would be brutally honest about it. Yeah, you know the way I always thought of it was, is like there was this like one shirt that I used to love, but then like a couple of years later, I look back on all the photos and be like, why didn't anyone tell me this? I look like an idiot in this shirt, mm. but it, like for some odd reason, I like it was like my favorite shirt. Uh -huh. So I, I like sometimes I'm like, I wish someone would have just told me like, hey man. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but you don't look great in that shirt. You know, I had a mullet once and I wish somebody had stopped me then. Wait, <laughs> wait, that time I brought up my mullet and Boca, you, you. It wasn't an official mullet. It wasn't like official, but like he cut the front like way shorter than I wanted. And the back was super long. And I was like, this is so weird. But everybody told me that it was cute. And I was like, I look so bad. And I look back on pictures, which I think I've destroyed. I've destroyed like half of the pictures of my life, which I regret. Don't ever do that. No, don't Anyone ever do that. Anyone listening to, to me right now, don't ever destroy photos of yourself because you feel insecure. I, I did that with a lot of photos and I regret it because there's no, they're all gone. They're gone forever. They're not like digital at all. And then you look back and oftentimes you're like, at some point in life, you're like, oh man, why was I so insecure why? for nothing? You I looked, looked fine. Great. Yeah. I looked happy. Yeah. I looked young. Look how taut that skin is. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. The hair was bad, but everything else was good. Yeah, you're like, I saw it as baby fat but man i would kill to have that collagen dude I, there are so many photos of me like in high school and i like think back and i know this is a very common thing especially for women where i just was like oh my god i'm so fat i look so ugly i look so the x y and z and i look back now and i'm like i was so skinny i was so young i was so happy oh my yeah. god now i'm just mean just kidding <laughs> <laughs> sometimes anyway weathered but <laughs> thanks <laughs> Oh, you're you're back to brutally honest. <laughs> yes, cool. sorry. See, <laughs> but I, it was, it was just, like that time I used the word abrasive. Weathered. <laughs> it's like that time I used the word abrasive, it's being like, like, "That's not an offensive word." It is <laughs> a little bit. It's okay. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> ah, what a... I'm sweating from the anxiety, but. No, I, I think uh, I think it was a good call that I didn't watch in front of the store because um, I, I actually can't believe how successful I used to be as a server. Really? Yeah, I, I was I used to be like one of the top earners mm -hmm. because 
I would always, I think I've said it before on one of the podcasts, but like I literally would go Greek tables and then I would go back and my coworkers would be giggling and then I would be like, what? And then they would say, you know, you were just giving them like the dirtiest look, right? And I was like, no, I wasn't. So one time they filmed me and I remember coming back and my face literally was like, <laughs> like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? Cause like as a server, sometimes you like judge like, oh, is this going to be a high tip table? Maybe right. not. You right. know what I mean? And I used to do that, but I still think I used to get tipped often because whatever first impressions came across my hard work to make sure your dinner was perfect, uh -huh. I think overrode anything. I right. People must have just been like, oh, fine. that's just his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I conditioned everybody that works for me to nod and smile at all times. Even if you're just thinking of something and you're like, oh my God, I hate this person so much. They're <laughs> the fucking worst. I cannot stand it. But don't like, don't be too like emphatic Fake. about it. But yeah. just like a very small, mild smile with a very gentle oh, head nod yeah really it goes a long way even if you're not thinking about anything <laughs> you're just like an empty vessel and you're like it's fine it makes people it puts them at ease they like it it's you know it works yeah but i remember like even at my one job at outback i worked at the fifth busiest Bloom and onion outback yeah <laughs> i and it wasn't just the outback it was the fifth busiest outback in the world wow. and it was in suburbs of philadelphia interesting i don't think i've ever eaten at outback like we you know outback isn't horrible yeah i mean it's a huge chain it is I mean, a it huge chain but i think from what it used to be back then was they at least used to have their own dedicated farms oh so like they weren't just getting it from some middleman they would like had some control over how their mm -hmm. animals were raised mm -hmm. and stuff but I don't know if that's the case anymore, but I remember this one time, went up to this table. Hi, I'm Ed. I'll be taking care of you today. It was a couple. The woman looks at me. The first thing she says is she's like, you don't look like an Ed. You look like a. And this is what I mean when I just I, uh, probably would have been the smart thing to just been like, <laughs> and then just laughed it off and just been like, fuck these people leave. No, but I didn't do that. I was like, what do you mean? What do I look like to you? Ching Chang. And oh, then she was like, no. no, she's like, you just don't look like an Ed. I was like, right. So what name do I look like to you? And then she started getting all defensive. And I just went to my manager and was like, um, you have to kick these people out. Oh boy. So they're being super racist. And you did. Oh, kick yeah. them out. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, oh, well, bye. She's like, I'm sorry. No you have onion to for you, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, who knows what would have happened in the day of Yelp? You know what I mean? Well, I, that's another thing that I have to contend with, but there have definitely been times where I've been met with racism at work. I'm fortunately, I, fortunately I own my own business and I own it with my family, but unfortunately my parents are very much the, like, just ignore it. And I'm not. So I've had conflicts with my dad, especially I'm like, dad, he was being fucking racist and I kicked him the fuck out. He's like, but you know, sometimes I'm like, no, never times, never times. Is that okay? And my dad would just be like, but you know, no matter what, you know, in this scenario, you'll always lose because you lost the customer and now you're angry. And I'm like, he's, you're like, even if you had his money, you'd maybe be happier. I'm like, I wouldn't be happy with his money. Like, and so we'd always have conflicts like that. Like, although I do see his point, yeah. there is like a slight thing to be like, all right, well, I still have your fucking I kind money. of won because I got right. your money. Exactly. Yeah. So there is that, but I've had like men like want to like physically fight me because oh, <laughs> I'm like not giving them what they want. Um, and I think maybe that has a lot to do with me being a woman and me being an Asian woman in particular. They're like, you know, they like get in my face and I'm like, what are you, what exactly are you doing? 
first of all, I'd kick your fucking ass. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's I so much boxing. rage in this body. I would literally <laughs> yeah. throw you over the balcony. You have no idea what you're do what you're dealing with, what you're tapping into right now. But also, like, what are you doing? Like, are you literally trying to physically assault me? A woman? A woman? Like, yeah. because I'm not giving you what you want. That's insane to me. And then, you know, I've had instances where, you know, like the Karen types will be like, well, I want this and you have to give me this because I demand it. And I'll be like, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to give that to you. You can't have that. And I feel like it's one thing to like not get what you want, but if you don't get what you want and your immediate like knee jerk reaction is to be like, well, why don't you go back to your own country? <laughs> it's like, I've, I've gotten that so many times at work. I've had people say to me, I, they'll call on the phone. I'm like, hello, my business, how can I help you? And then I'll talk to them for like 10 minutes and then they'll come in they're like, oh, you're Asian? That's so weird. I had no, I didn't think you'd be Asian. I'm weird. like, I don't know what you, dad, you got go. <laughs> Dad, you're very distracting. Hi. Yes, we're literally filming right now. You guys have to go in the office. No. Actually, we're kind of talking about you, but no. <laughs> he's just like, well, he's like, and I'm like, here. We um, might leave that in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's here. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think there's so many. It's So in those instances, it's like, Where's that line? Like, where where does professionalism begin and end in situations like that? Like, am I supposed to be held know. to a higher standard of professionalism when I'm met with such like aggression? And, no, you know, I don't I, think so. If I mean, a, customers are held to some level of professionalism too. I don't know though, because I think so. When you say things like, then they go to Yelp and they say, "Oh, she was so unprofessional," and then you try to rebut that by saying, "Yeah, but actually, you were X, Y, and Z." Then it sounds like you're being argumentative. And it's, it's so hard to win that. So there it's is some tough. truth to what my when father says. When I read says. those Yelp ones where the, where the owner is like, yeah, no, this seems like you're leaving out a bunch of things where Very you came in details. and say things like, oh, I can't believe weird. You're Asian. Your English yeah. was so great. Right. Like, that's odd that you left that out of your review. Right. And every once in a while, I'll be like, mm, I don't know who I'm siding with. But like 99% of the time, I believe the, the owner, unless they come off defensive in all of their things. Right. Unless there's like some reoccurring theme and they just have some defensiveness, you know? Right. But like, I feel like you can tell. Yes and no. Sometimes. Because when you have to, when you're defending yourself on a platform like Yelp, it's really difficult to just present your side yes. in a very factual manner without sounding like you're being defensive. And as the business owner, the onus is always on you to be the professional. But it's like, but that's what I'm saying is like, but at what point do I get to take the gloves off and be like, no, you can't come into my business. You can't talk to me like that. I had a client who I was asking what they wanted, how I could help them. And they were not giving me any details about what they wanted. They wanted me to just like literally read their minds. And they got so aggravated and they're like, I'm leaving. I feel like you're attacking me right now. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I feel like you're punishing me for not knowing what I want. I'm like, I'm not punishing you. I'm just asking you because I can't assume I know what you want. And I want to give you all the things that you desire, but I can't do that without information. Right. And she's like, you're doing it again. I'm like, eh. explaining myself to you. <laughs> I don't understand. And I, I didn't, I couldn't tell if she was just like having a episode of some kind or something, but she was so angry and she started to cry. And I was like, Know what to yeah, do. Yeah, it sounds like displaced this. emotion. Maybe, yeah. but that was not reflected in the review. Well, that's when I, oh. the review was. I was screaming at her. I was insulting her. I was. Uh, what did I? What did she say? I made her feel like I was punishing her, like she was a child, and I was punishing her. And I was like, 
I literally, but how do I, you know, like, so how do you respond to that? You say, we have security footage that says otherwise. Of course. And, and the person she was with was filming me the whole time. And you'll notice the video didn't go up right. with it because I you was. say stuff like that too. You're like, we have footage and I remember your person also filming me as well. So if please, you'd like to post that, if you would like to post free. that, please feel free. But there's that fine line too. It's like, God, this lady just was like, well, I have film and you, you know, so it, 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 there's a fine line. It's, it can be very post difficult. It. I dare you to post it and let's see whose side takes who. It was That's what crazy. I would do. It was, I was like, are you filming? Are you, are you filming me? Like I'm the Karen? That's ironic. Like I'm being the opposite. Yeah. I literally was like, I had my hands together. I was like, whatever it is that you want to do like if you want to maybe take a break and come back we can do that without making you more comfortable you just seem very agitated and I don't want you to be and like just being so nice and she's like why are you screaming at me I'm like if you ever heard me screaming you would shit your fucking pants yeah. ask my kids <laughs> like, well that's what I mean it doesn't sound like they were being professional either and I feel not. like all those videos you watch of people like talking back they're like yeah you're just matching their energy you know what I mean like this one's not as crazy. Not that yours was crazy, but I, it's not, it was, it's a little, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but let me tell you this story. One time I was watching the front of the gallery slash shop and these kids come in. Actually, we were right across the street from Fairfax high school. So mm -hmm. kids came in pretty often, but they came in, they clearly weren't looking to buy anything. They were just like looking around and they were asking all these questions. And I forget what it was they asked me for. But I, I was just like being short with them because I was just like, yeah, whatever. You're just kids harassing me, whatever. And as they're leaving, they're like, you know, you should learn to treat your customers better. I was like, you have to buy something to be a customer, you shithead. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Why didn't you work the front of the house? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's really surprising that the only bad review we ever got, actually two, was one from these like, old boomers down in San Diego who don't understand how streetwear works. Uh, they were like, they copied this design. We're like, no, we didn't. First off, that company went under and this is called an homage. That's yeah. literally what streetwear does. Right. That's what we do. Right. And then the other one was, um, this woman tried to come after me personally and then wrote personal stuff on the Yelp review. Like what do you mean? Personal stuff. So like, like she um, knew you. No, not literally, but something happened that wasn't at the shop. Mm. And then oh, she I tried so she to took it outside. Yeah, she okay. tried to bring it and make it seem like it happened in the shop. And I was Got like, it. uh, what? Yeah, that's weird. So I had um, a mother and son come in and the son was a customer and was asking me a lot of questions about, you know, the services we provide. And so, of course, when you're talking to somebody about their services. <laughs> and you talk about money because that's how that works. Um I asked him, I said, you know, what is your budget? I want to stay within the parameters of your budget. And so he tells me a number. I'm like, great. So for this, we can do X, Y, and Z. And then his mom comes over and is like, okay, well, I want to do this and this and this. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. I just do want to let you know that I spoke with your son and he wants to keep it within this budget. And she goes, how dare you talk to him about money? And I was like, what? I'm sorry. Why would I not talk to him about money? Budget is, I want to be He's respectful. He's my client. I want to be respectful to his budget. And she's like, money is not the option, the, an obstacle for us. And I was like, okay, but I don't know that. I don't know And you. I want to be respectful yeah. to the you. The way you're talking to me, it seems like you think you know me. Right. Mm, and you he don't. was like, can you stop, mom? Like, this is a very common thing for people to ask when you're working in this kind of situation. 
And she's like, I don't like that. I don't, I think that's wrong. I, you know, she's just looking to, to, she basically made it sound like I was trying to get over on him when actually the actuality was I was trying to be respectful of his money and I guess her money because she was paying for part of it or whatever. And so she looks at me and she like squares up to, like face to face with me, gets within an inch of my face. And she goes, I don't like how you do business. I was like, well, you don't have to do business here. I think your son wants to stay, but you of course don't have to stay. And she's like, we're leaving. And the son's like, I'm not leaving. What is wrong with you? What are you doing? She's like, I just don't like how she's talking to me. And he was like, you need to go outside. I was like, do you want to go to the parking lot and like maybe like take a minute or two or whatever? And she's like, you're taking her aside. And he's like, you're being crazy right now. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, thank God. Like at least this one's like off me. Because I was like, I don't understand. Why would I not talk to your kid about their budget? And also, why are you here? Why yeah, are you here that's so in my weird. face? And like, if if you should have talked about this with him before, you should have set your budget with him and let me know because yeah. that's my job. And then conversely, let's say the budget is, you know, a thousand dollars and I show him things that are five thousand right. dollars. Then they say you are not being respected. You're just trying to, you know, milk right. us. It's like I can't. That's win. literally what it is. If you don't, if you like have a car dealership and someone's like, Hey, my budget's $5,000. You don't go around showing them a fucking Rolls Royce. Right, exactly. And that is what I tried because as salespeople or people in, you know, industries like, you know, ours, people are worried like car salesmen. Oh, they're just trying to upsell and they're just trying to, you know, milk you for all your money. And they're trying to take advantage of you because you don't know what you're doing or whatever. And it's like, so I'm trying to head that off at the pass, but you won't let me. And now you want to what? fight is yeah, that that's what we're so doing? weird ma'am more like 65 years old <laughs> probably like more displaced emotion again yes it usually is and that that's why professionalism customer service these kinds of things are so hard to negotiate a lot of the times because you're dealing with people who get highly volatile and emotional yeah about sometimes things as small as like a burrito you yeah. know what i mean like i've seen people lose their shit at chipotle and it's like what are we doing? Yeah. And that's, that's why I say that, like, it's such a red flag seeing the way people treat service people. Oh, if I see somebody mistreating a service person, that nothing sends me. But I me. mean, in this case, you're the service uh, person. Know. You know what I mean? That's so it's, why. that's the thing is, is that like some people have this, maybe they're just so unhappy in life or have so much now, no control in life that they right. feel the need to like gain back some control by being dickheads to right. people. Well, that's who are, often what it is. It's control, yeah. right? You're not giving me what I want. Right. And until you do, I'm going to just be an abject asshole to you this entire time. Yeah. And I think it's like this really disgusting elitism when people look at people who are helping you as if it's like this like concept of the help. Right. Right. No, no, no. They're just people doing a job. Right. You're just a customer. There's no power dynamic here. Right. You're getting something right. you need. They need work to survive. Right. It's a symbiotic relationship. Well, that's often times when somebody is in a situation where they're not getting what they want. Let's say in the Chipotle and they're not getting what they want. And they say to that person, you don't even have a real job. It's like, oh. I am working here. They pay me money to do it. Therefore making this a real job. So again, that line of like what professionalism actually is based on your station in life. You know, people shit on other like people, service industry people, baristas, you know, landscapers or like whatever, people who sell tacos at taco stands. Like these aren't real jobs. It's like, well, what the fuck are they? It sounds like real jobs to me because they're earning a living. So, you know, oh, I want them to work in a, an industry that's more professional. What does so that mean? you 
getting paid to talk in front of other people, that's a job. Right. Exactly. Or just But it is. It's called being a lawyer. Right. right. Or to sit at a desk right. and hit a calculator. Right. You're right. An it's accountant. called an accountant. <laughs> right. Like you can do that with any oh, you right. get paid to like sit in a chair and just like ride around a vehicle. Right. It's called being an astronaut. Right. You need a lot of training for it. Right. I, I, there's the, there's somebody on TikTok that does that, that they like how to belittle, like, you know, like hedge fund bros. I'd be so or, like, good at how that. To, you, you should do a whole series. Like yeah. it's kind of a copycat, but we'll call it an homage. <laughs> 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 Where they'll be like, oh, so you just like take money that is like from like your parents or like other people and then just give it to other people to do actual work. Like, oh. is that what venture capitalists Oh, cause it do? really sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Right. Or like, so that's like your actual like job. You just like give people money and like you call that a job. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's <laughs> like, not even your money that you earn. Right, it's someone, right. else's, someone money. else's money. So you just like, so that would be like going to a shop and me giving you money to hand to the cashier. That's weird. That's, that's a job. That's, like, that's weird. Do? Yeah. I think you make money doing that. That's so funny. I mean, you could really do that with anything. Anything. Right? I can do that with anything. Any profession. You just like sit behind a desk and sign. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the president. <laughs> I'm the president of the country. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, and that's, that, that's why when people talk about professionalism, it's such a huge, uh, like, there's such a big broad scope of it. Yeah. Just because according to who? And I think that's the thing too, is, is that like what a lot of people don't talk about or it's ever really said, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it, but I think there's like an expectation of professionalism, even from a customer standpoint. Right. You know what I mean? Like many, almost every, you know, business has signs that says like no shoes, no shirt, no service. That's right. like a level of, you have to come in not being a scumbag. Right. You know what but, I mean? Like, I will say this too, though. That's a, that's a slippery slope. Not the no shoes or anything like that. But what I'm talking about is like, again, cultural normatives, yes. like, you know, like the crown act, sure. things like that. You know, what people deem as professional for certain people does not apply to other people or shouldn't apply the same way. You know what I mean? So that, that's a very, I like, guess when I say topic. professionalism, I really just mean like human professionalism. Yes. I, yes. I, what I really, the word I guess I'm looking for is just like basic respect. Yeah. That's like the professionalism I'm talking about. I think respect is a common theme here. Right. That's I what I mean. Really Maybe we, we think we're talking about professionalism, but it's really just like decency respect in a somewhat professional setting, even if it's only for half the party. Right. Right. My dad's like up front, like clipping fucking notebooks and shit. I'm like, <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure it won't catch too hard, but, um, yeah, I think a lot of people, are not good people. <laughs> That's my takeaway from today. I don't want you to walk around the world thinking that, but oh, I already do. Well, it's a bummer. I, <laughs> I don't think that not everybody is a good person. I don't think that that's the issue. I think, I think at the heart of it, most of us want to be good, but we don't necessarily all know how to be good or what good means to other people. Right. Cause some people, I don't think that's it. I think people want to be good, but I think they have a hard time censoring them like you know what i mean they have a hard time like controlling themselves i think it's like a problem with like self-control you know what i mean like some people know like oh i shouldn't do that but like in the heat of the moment you're like you know or, no or is it never having learned it or is it they harbor all these horrible feelings and you know again like i guess that's them not being a good person like I just did a video about this lady who 
approached some guy who she thought was selling puppies um, out, out of some parking lot or whatever. Oh and she gets really upset and she's like, you can't do this according to Harris County law, you know, selling dogs this way is illegal or whatever. And, you know, he's a Mexican dude. And she said, first, the, the second he's like, go away. Like, nobody's fucking asking you. Like, get the fuck out of here. Her first reaction is like, you know, are you even legal? Go back to Mexico or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, are people just looking for an excuse or like, is it just kind of like, it's always in the chamber. I mean, those things are always in the chamber and that really, that, that again, maybe I think everybody's a bad person too. But that's what I mean though. Like she knows not to say that. Yeah. But then in the moment she has a hard time controlling herself from being like, I know this is wrong, but like my emotional impulse is to attack this man in a way that makes me feel superior. Yes. And that in itself, I think, is the definition of someone who's not a good person. Because if you because if you take it down at the end of the day, I think most people know right from wrong. Yeah. I think like 99% of people, adults, know right from wrong. I think they just have a hard time controlling themselves and then afterwards maybe having a hard time justifying what they did. Maybe it's not necessarily about controlling themselves. It's about them needing the control. Both. Yeah. I think those are synonymous. You know what I mean? Very depressing. But that's what I mean. That's what I walk around thinking most of the people. I'm like, okay. I mean, I treat them equally. I treat them all equally. Like you have to prove you're not a shit person. No, I'm just kidding. I give people, most people benefit of the doubt, but as soon as they see one red flag, you're immediately put into this bucket of like, okay, I don't know you now. So now you have to prove that you're not the shitty person. I don't know that I even bother giving people the time to do it. It's all very quick synapses of, of subconsciousness. eh. It is a lot of work. It is emotionally Uh, draining. Drained and depleted in every sense on everything. I'm so fucking aggravated. I'm like, I'm gonna just start fucking flipping shit. <laughs> just start flipping Susie doesn't tables. mean that. We don't want to put that message no, out there. No, some days I do mean it, and it's okay. It's okay it's to have true. these feelings. I'm not going to act on it. I'm not going to go flip like or an not actual on table, people. right? And or I'm you not can flip to- a table. Yeah. Right. As long as it's your own table. But that's the difference, right? I'm feeling all of these negative feelings. I'm not going to take it out on somebody that's just trying to make me a fucking cup of coffee. Right. You know, and I think that's what I think maybe is the problem is like people are just so unconscious in their like sadness, misery, pain or whatever that they project all of those things onto people who are just so undeserving of those things. But and I don't know that I'm saying like I'm so superior because I don't do that because there are times I want to. Oh, no. I'm not perfect at any at all. <laughs> a lot of these things I'm aware of in other people because I know that about myself at some point. But self-awareness, that's what we're saying is like so many people don't, they just lack self-awareness. They don't, they know it. They just don't confront it because yeah. that means that they would have to change themselves. Right. Change their behaviors. It's easier to justify your actions than to change yourself. Well, I often am like, I'm in this drive through It's taking me so long. I'm so aggravated. This is not about the drive through This isn't about me having to wait an extra 10 minutes. This is not about that. This is about these things that have happened in my life in the last oh, yeah. couple of weeks. That's and like I, expert level really self-awareness. Gotta, you really got to get in there though, yeah. right? Like get into the depths of like, fuck, you have taken a very long time making my Starbucks order, but 
I don't want to take all the shit that has nothing to do with my Starbucks order and just unload it on you, even though, even though I want to, I want to take it out on somebody, but you know what? I'm going to control myself and not let that yeah. be. You. It's that concept we talked about before and maybe in another episode or maybe it was personal. I forget at this point, they just like <laughs> mush together. But I think it a lot of times has to do with. Grabbing. Grab it. Don't oh. lose it. Don't lose it. God damn it. Holding things. <laughs> Sky boobs. <laughs> Sky boobies. I'm not editing that out. That's hysterical. <laughs> I was trying to not let the fleeting oh, thought the idea. go away. Okay. Yeah, like grab the idea before it leaves. Like, what what are you? sky boobs? It, it's this. <laughs> I was like, what are you grabbing at? <laughs> uh, but now, do you remember what you were talking about? No, because ah, now all I can think about is sky boobs. Sky boobs, sky boobs and dicks. That's our episode, folks. <laughs> I don't even remember what you're talking about anymore. We were talking about self-awareness, which is ironically how it ended up on Sky Boots and Dicks. Sounds like our brains are exhausted. Which means that we should wind it down. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even remember where we're going with this, but I swear when I go to edit it, I'm going to be like, we didn't finish this thought. Make a video on it. <laughs> I'm bringing you back to TikTok slowly. I, I noticed that this week. I was like, Susie just tagged me in two videos this week. I was like, she's really trying to rope me back. I didn't. One video. And maybe the other video was last week. I forget. I tagged you? You tagged me in at least one thing and maybe commented on something. I forget whichever one it was. I commented on your video about you talking to the mannequins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I meant before that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Nor maybe is it so, important. Maybe it's so subliminal. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, get back on here. Okay. I didn't even know. I didn't even know you were getting your notifications because I did. I thought you were just like off the app. Anyway. I was. And that's the weird thing is, is that like all my notifications on TikTok are off. Mm. But every once in a while with mutuals, it'll still send a notification. And I'm like. I was like, is this illegal? I was like, I said no. No. <laughs> leave me alone. Now, yeah, leave me alone. Stop it. But I was like, what did Susie post about? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, maybe it does know you want to know. Yeah. Anyway. FOMO. Well, I'm done. But that's but <laughs> but re in reality, we just really need to just try to be nice. Be kind. Is that yeah. what everyone says? Just be kind to people because it's like, it's like that pass it forward thing, right? Like once someone does a good deed for you, it like trickles effects, mm -hmm. but that happens more often in a negative standpoint. You know what I mean? Sure. Like we talked, Oh, that's what I was saying. We talked about this one time before, but like one small thing will ruin your whole day. And oh, it's yeah. not that your whole right. day was bad. Right. It's just one bad thing happened. You can't get away from it right. and it ruins your whole day. Right. And like you have to realize that by you being miserable to someone else, now you Done might have just them. ruined their day. Right. And then depending on their level of self-awareness and control abilities, they might ruin someone else's day. And worse. Right. Right. I'm not saying that like we're like accountable for what everyone else does, but there's no. like a little bit of accountability and like you could have just been kind. Right. 
It's like, it reminds me of those comments where people are like, you know, you could have just not made a video about it. And I was like, you could have just like not, not commented. commented. Like what right. the fuck weird self-awareness. So you want to just continue yeah. the cycle. And then the next person's going to be like, you know, you could have not, not commented, commented on, on not commenting yeah. on not vid making a video. Yeah. It's like, okay. You're like, thanks for the engagement, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> anyway, speaking of thanks, thanks so much for joining us today on today's episode. I am emotionally spent. <laughs> But you said emotionally spanked. <laughs> I am also emotionally spanked by the dicks and sky boobs. <laughs> oh, wow. Line. Susie. <laughs> Hello. Goodbye. Over here. Way past the line. This is what happens when I get depleted. I don't know what I'm saying or doing anymore. Zero self-control. So many circles happening. But thank you all so much for joining us. We appreciate it very, very much. And you know, if you're out there and you want to sponsor an episode with Ed and I, we would very much be open to that. Yeah. Um, We're actually very pleasant. We are. I think. <laughs> yeah. I try to be. I mean, obviously, we're, but we're human. You know, we're human, too. And I know that everybody that watches us and listens to us identifies with the things that we say and do because I think we present our entire selves to people. Like some days. I am very soft and emotional and a puddle. And then some days I'm fucking raging yeah. lunatic. I don't know if anyone else talks about this or complains about this. I don't know. However you want to spin what it. we did today. But we like to think that we're not like putting on a show for you. No. We're just like sharing our lives. We're having discussions, yeah. our opinions. Keeping and it fucking real is yeah. what we're doing. I don't know how to do anything else. Until keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> We'll find out. <laughs> oh, good times. But like as Susie said, thanks again. Find us on our socials. Uh, you can find me at Suji one on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm at Etch a Sketch with a J. And you can find the podcast at What in the Sheba. We do still want to do the pregnancy cravings, which yes. might be next week. I know we keep saying that, but um Life keeps happening, and that episode does require a lot of preparation. Of preparation. So, and also, we had something slated for next week, <laughs> but, but that's not happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't. We didn't, that, even we plan didn't prepare. That. Yeah, <laughs> plan is the word I was looking for. <laughs> but uh, please do write in pregnancy cravings one in the shiba at gmail.com otherwise if you are watching us on youtube make sure you like subscribe and ring that icon ding <laughs> she mad <laughs> just irritated ding bitch <laughs> you've been ding but i love you guys i really no, no, do yeah. The, yeah we love you i'm not you. mad at you yeah, yeah i'm just displacing my yeah. frustration no no we're venting to our friends that are- a very loving, accepting audience of people who know yeah. that life can sometimes be fucking annoying. We really do appreciate your support. We, we have some fun things coming yes. soon, including the pregnancy cravings and the faces that will come with that. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Also, I'm going to make Susie eat peanut butter and pickles. I will eat it. And I'll try anything once. I'm really, I like, I'm so scared to make that. I want to make that video, but then like, I keep being like, maybe it'll be one of those videos where like it goes viral and everyone's like, wow, this is actually delicious. And then I started this like revolution, but then I'm like, that's like 1%. Hey chance. guys, I'm going to try the viral TikTok peanut butter pickles food trend started by Ed. He wasn't ever even pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, thanks for joining in and catch us on the next one. Okay, okay bye. bye.